0: think um you need to say clearly what happened who gives a fuck i don't care if personally kick candace owens in her stinky cray cray i know this is gonna be up i don't care. let's keep this shit funky yes yes y'all welcome to another episode of the unpopular opinion show i go by the name of t-storm and as always joined by my brother my man my homie the man the myth the legend dj mike swift what's happening homie what's happening
1: uh a lot of those adjectives have never been used to describe me before. <laughs> we speaking? The man, the asshole, the jackass, the motherfucker. Maybe.
0: <laughs> nah, Myth we, and legend, never. We 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 speak this into existence. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. Positive energy right now. Uh what's up, what's up, uh Swift?
1: Not much, man. Um, I was just listening to that intro uh-huh. and now I'm curious to know if Candace Owens cray cray is actually stanky
0: <laughs> well you, you, okay wow well uh, uh that's a quote from from uh dave chappelle and in yep. this, in the same joke, he did say, well, I don't know if it's stink, but it seemed like it might. <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> I'd, I'd have to agree. I don't know.
1: <laughs> she posted a video. Um, I want to say it was on Instagram, but I'm not sure because I saw it. Somebody else was reacting to it and I mm-hmm. saw it and she was talking about men wearing dresses. Like she, she caught a lot of heat. For I think it was Harry Styles who who posed on a cover of a magazine in a dress. Okay. And she was just she said something about it and she caught a lot of heat for it and she doubled down. She was like, No, I hear you, but I don't like men to wear dresses, you know? And I was like, All right, you know. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean Teach his own. <laughs> so- <laughs> I'm saying man. I mean there was a there was a time in urban fashion where men wore women's um jeans because you know because back in the in the tight jean era the, the skinny pants era and then men's skinny jeans weren't skinny enough so they you know Castles you know went over and started buying women's clothes. Hey listen. That makes me very sad <laughs> Weren't skinny. It wasn't skinny enough. The men's jeans wasn't skinny enough, so they was doing
1: You want to know what I thought? I mean, <laughs> we're, we're just kind of on a random rant at this point. But yeah. You know what? I, the funniest thing I thought about the, the skinny jean era. Okay. I would see dudes put on skinny jeans that were super tight on their legs and they would sag them mm-hmm. and then put on Timberlands. Like, you look like a ridiculous bobblehead or something, right? Like say, these big-ass shoes, these skinny-ass jeans that are sagging. Like, I, I didn't and, get it. And that, I just did I, not get
0: it. And let's not mention cats that were my size and bigger that was doing the skinny jeans and then had the big upper top and he looked like an ice cream cone. Like, that shit was just not impressive. <laughs> like a damn... You know what I'm saying? Like... He said they look like an ice like cream. Like a fucking code. ice cream cone, dude! <laughs> like dripping in all, just, just sloppy, uh, a sloppy ass ice cream cone. Yeah, yeah. She went in
1: though. I'll I'll find the video and I'll put it down in the description. But she she went in and uh, she you, you know okay. Shout out to Candace Owens. What, yeah. If you what, ever decide you want to do
0: our show, I would love to have you here. I don't know what to say to the sister. I she I I, I get the impression. By some of what she says, and I mean, I, and I try not to listen too much, but from what I what I hear her say, it, it increasingly more, you know, more recently, it sounds like she's putting on for a certain audience, if you get what I'm saying. Like, does she really believe some of the shit she's saying or is it intentional to get, you know, approval from a certain audience? Um, I don't know. I, I, that's just the impression I, think... I get you know what i'm saying at some point cuz it's like cuz some of it's so bizarre it's like like when she went in on george on george floyd that's like so bizarre why would you first of all attack a man he was dead and then to right. you know to try to like it's it's just bizarre like i think she
1: lost a lot of people with that yeah when she did that she lost a lot of people um i think i've listened to her talk uh, I was about to say extensively. It probably hasn't risen to the level of extensively. Okay. But I've listened to her talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And how she got from straight-up, hardcore Democratic supporter to Republican Party advocate is a very interest, interesting story. And her journey kind of mirrors my journey a little bit. I just didn't end up in the same place that she ended up. But... Um, She's very intelligent, very smart, uh, very well thought, but I do agree with you. It feels like outside of the intelligence and the intelligent positions, some of it is a little bit outlandish and it feels like cheerleading for the team. And I've said it on the show a million times. I don't like that team mentality crap that we
0: do with our politics. Yeah. It's weird, but hey, listen, she, it, it's working for whatever, for whatever reason, it's working for her. So, um, yeah. kudos to her for, I don't know what, I, I, I'd i be curious to know what her end game is. What is she trying to, uh, get to at some point? You know what I mean? Like what, yeah. what is it? Does she have actual like political aspirations at all? Or... She
1: says she doesn't. She doesn't. That's what she says. Then what's it all for? She says she
0: doesn't. Then then what's this all for? Is it for money? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, that's all. That's,
1: I don't know. Any case. Um, I would believe that it was altruistic if it wasn't so much team cheerleading. If it it was, if it was um, equal criticism of both sides, Mm -hmm. then I would, I would be led to believe okay she's just altruistic and doesn't like the state of the Democratic Party or the state of American politics but when you get into that cheerleading for the other side it's like you lose credibility to me in that in in the altruistic arena but no I can dig it I don't know that was a how many minutes did we spend on I know. That?
0: <laughs> <laughs> talking about Candace owens of all people but her, her name is in the intro so hey why not yeah well, moving I just got on- curious about her cray-cray. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> we'll leave that there. Um, moving on to a little a, a little uh, happier times, the reunion for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, um, published on HBO Max, um, last week. Uh, and I got a chance to sit and watch it Um, at this point you haven't you haven't checked it out yet I have not seen it yet it was it was really really good like real talk like okay um and I, I feel like they covered they covered everything you know what I'm saying from um James Avery's passing and and definitely paying tribute to him which was a tear jerking it was one of those I'm not crying you're crying moments like it was <laughs> it was one of those I was sitting there watching it I'm by myself watching it late night when I saw that it was when it was up I was sitting there like yeah. I miss Uncle Phil too like it was it was it was very touching it was very touching Um and um, hearing some of the stories they told everyone told about about um, James Avery who played Uncle Phil on the show um, and how he he pushed everyone and was and was basically a teacher. He was, you know, a a uh a, an accomplished thespian. You know what I'm saying? Like real actor. Um uh, Will Smith told a story about the 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 most famous, one of the most famous scenes. like if if you if you if you a fan if you're a fan of uh The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you you know the father scene with uh Will Smith. And he talks about the, that 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 final scene that he had with James Avery and live, he had messed up the line. He was he was really trying to be good with it, right? Like to impress James Avery, and he he flubbed the line and went off. You know, was, ah, damn it, ah. and and, and uh, Mr. Avery, guys, and he said, no, 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 use me. And so they re-kicked it, and he, he got those tears to flow, and he and when he hugged him, so so the scene that we see. What's what happened on camera is what they used, right? Is what happened, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the second time he did it. And he said, and as the camera panned off, James whispered in his ear, now that's acting. And he just he said he fell apart even more, just in that but in <laughs> any case, it was it was really it was done really well. But like I said, they touched on some of everything, including the original on viv. And Yeah, <laughs> um and uh uh Will Smith and uh, what's the name? they 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 had a a moment where they actually sat together um and talked and he showed a portion of that to the rest of the of the of the of the cast um well to take it even further some of that conversation didn't air on the special didn't air on the special and um Will Smith did. His own table talk, um, where he sat with with the actress. Why can't I remember her name? Her name,
1: um, and I was saving a picture so I could show it to the audience, but let me go back real quick
0: Janet Hubbard. Janet Hubbard, yes. Um, the, the, con- some of the conversation that they had, I mean, uh, wow, it was, it was it was pretty it was pretty deep and she she basically well i'll let you hear a little piece of uh it, the convo from the red table talk they played on the red table talk that they didn't play in the in the Fresh Prince reunion special
1: so much of what you said just destroyed and everywhere i went
0: everybody just beat me up we lost our house i lost everything she took all that away from me
1: with your words, you know, words can kill.
0: It's just heavy. Mm-hmm. It's just heavy, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's funny. The, 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 my body, uh, it's like I'm, my body's shaking a little. It's like, I'm trying to put some, some logic to it, but mm-hmm. the sensation I feel is. That's <laughs> not who I want to be and okay. it's not how I want to make people feel. Okay. My whole life and career mm-hmm. is centered on aggressively trying to make people feel the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, the other voice you hear is Dr. Romney. He sat with um, Dr. Romney on the Red Table Talk, and they viewed m- more in depth the conversation that he and Janet Hubbard had. Um, before they did the Fresh Prince reunion. Um, And he was explaining how he felt on it. It it was, um, I didn't realize the sister you know, had went through all that. No one ever really knew what all that happened. And that's what she, you know, was coming across is that she was, at the time she was going through um, uh, an abusive marriage, she was pregnant, uh, you know. um, And she and Will weren't getting along, but he didn't understand why he felt like she didn't like him. And like she wasn't laughing at his jokes, and so ultimately they was like, okay, well they're gonna minimize her role. They offered her like ten weeks of work, and she couldn't like ten episodes, I think it was, and she couldn't work anywhere else. So it was a reducing salary. Her husband wasn't working at the time. She had a new baby. Um, the relationship with her husband was was abusive, and she turned down the deal. And so she was she wasn't fired. She was like, nah, I can't take that. And so, um, she also mentioned, you know, she said that, you know, the words that Will Smith used and the and the and the company or whatever you know surrounded it, you know, labeling her as um difficult or angry just killed her any chances of her getting any more work. Um, and so f- for the last um, thirty years at this point, um She's been fighting to to clear her name, and um, this was uh, finally getting to that place. But but what I what I did like is that uh, Will Smith um he took part. He took um he accepted his role in in what happened. He didn't excuse it away. He did say I was twenty. He was twenty one at the time, and da da da. da but. I didn't know your. I don't know. You, I didn't know what you went, where you was going. I didn't know the deal they offered you. I didn't understand what. And now looking back at it, he's fifty now, fifty one at this point. Looking back, he mm-hmm. could see how how much of a how much that uh, she was clearly having a hard time. You know what I mean with what was going on outside of work. You know what I mean. Um, so it was it was it was pretty cool. I, um, it, See the uh, the family, the um, Fresh Prince of Reunion, and the Red Table Talk that Will Smith did. It was actually um, pretty good. So I saw the Red Table Talk. <clears throat> Excuse
1: me, I did not see the reunion, but I saw the Red Table Talk. Um, and I was aware of like all of the drama and and what she had been through because of a video that she released about two years ago that I saw. Mm-hmm. where she just kind of got on I think it was right after the her father had passed away and she had um she had vowed to clear her name because her name is her father's name which right. I thought I you know I'd never thought about that before that way but I was like when she said that I was like yeah you know and so she released that video back in like 2018 and she really kind of went into a lot of what she talked about on the red table talk and it it really put that beef into perspective, right? Because the narrative that we heard all the way up until then was the narrative of she was just difficult to work with. She's diva. Mm -hmm. She's a Juilliard-trained actress from Mm -hmm. Broadway now doing this lowly sitcom. And and that was her attitude on set or whatever, which we find out is not true.
0: Not true at
1: all. and, and look, and I encourage everybody to watch that Red Table Talk because what I saw and what I was very impressed with was two very emotionally healthy black adults, uh, at least one of them has done what seems like intense therapy mm. uh, and self-reflection, and they were able, both hurt, right cuz mm-hmm. both of them their impression of of the dealing the other one was the bad guy right. so they were both operating in that space of pain and hurt but it was civil it was healthy it was um very focused and and I was in, I was just impressed to me like that was black excellence to me. Yeah. Right. A lot of people call black excellence um uh, dudes waving around money on Instagram and driving in big cars with nice watches. No, that what I saw was black excellence to me. And uh I was I was very impressed by it. And I also had that
0: I'm not crying, you cry <laughs> moment. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was um it was it was pretty good. Um, what you uh, what to speak to what you just said about black ex- excellence? Tatiana Ali, who played Ashley on Fresh Prince, on the reunion, she said the same thing. Like this is black. like talking about the show. This is black excellence. But we're not talking. I'm not talking about the wealth they played a, a, a rich family on TV. But that's not what we're, we're talking about. Just the uh, you know the um uh uh, uh the, the, the the legacy and how they represented black people. On on television, that's black excellence. You know what I mean? So, yes. yeah, uh, very impressive. I, 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 um, I was like I said, it was it was it was actually pretty cool to see. It was really 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 cool to see. Um, and even like some of the some of the uh, the memes and videos that Will Smith has put up since. There's one where <laughs> the the replacement the, the sister that played. And Viv, the light-skinned sister, um, walks on to set and goes to flop down in a chair. And when, when she hits the chair, it changes changes into the original and viv with Will Smith in the background going, Oh. <laughs> 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 so it played with it a little bit. I still think during the show when they replay when, when they replaced her, that no one ever addressed it except Jazz was genius was hilarious. A couple of times. If you if you're familiar with the show, you've had the scene that Jazz would look at the new Aunt Viv and go, you know, since you had the baby, something's different about you. And, <laughs> and Will Smith and Will Smith looking at the camera like <laughs> you know I me? Mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cold. But... Yeah, it is cold. It is, but it was, I mean, it played into the joke. You know, it was funny, but again, I'm glad they, um, they were able to bury the hatchet and, and start healing, you know? Right.
1: And, and look, and, and I'm, I'm not going to lie when, when I was watching that, all I could think was, I hope he does right by her now. Oh yeah. Right. And I I don't mean write a check and give her a check. I do give her an opportunity to work. Right? How
0: about she? How about both?
1: Well, I mean, that too, right? Like, what would you have made over the rest of the run of the show if we account for, you know, increase per year, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she does, honestly, I, I don't get the impression that she, she would take it. She doesn't seem like the type of right. person who would just take a check, but she would take advantage of opportunity. But yeah, cut her a check, but Put her in stuff. Give her opportunities to work. Like, her biggest hurt to me when I listened to that wasn't um, her and Will didn't get along. It was you you took away from me my work, my ability to work and do the thing that I love. Because this isn't, we're not talking a girl on Instagram who posted a lot of pictures or made some YouTube videos and got lucky and got a, got on a show. Right. We're talking someone who dedicated their lives to the craft of acting and dancing and stage performance. And to have that taken away, it's like a carpenter losing his hands, right? It's it's crazy. So yeah, I, I hope that he does right by her and it doesn't even have to be made public. Just- right, right.
0: I, I, on the backside, I quietly do right by her. I think, you know, kind of seeing, I mean, as outsiders looking in, it looks, I would think that at this point, Will Smith wouldn't make it public of what he, she would, you would just start seeing her on some projects. You know what I'm saying? Just cause. And if he has anything to do with those projects, he's going to pay a double. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Just cause. Like, now, nah, you know, not only you're, you're, you're worth it, but I owe you this here you go you know what I mean I, and I thought,
1: look and and other people I mean look the beef between those two is between those two but the reaction of the industry they're all kind of culpable right you mean to tell me between when did that show that show was on in the 80s no it was into 90s. the 90s it was it
0: started in the 90s it started like it started started like in, in the 90s 90- Like, 90, 91, something like that.
1: Okay. So, you mean to tell me between 91 and 2020, uh, Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey, Mm. um, Kenya Burris, all of these top-shelf, top-tier people don't and didn't recognize her talent? Just outside of the beef, didn't recognize her talent and didn't call her in for nothing. So, I'm like...
0: they had hurt she was, you know, that that reputation thing. She's difficult. Then she hadn't been in anything because she was difficult. You know what I'm saying? And which was all false. So
1: <laughs> Yes.
0: This it's funny.
1: Okay. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to say this that gets me in less trouble with black people.
0: Uh, <laughs> there we go. We have to come up with a drop. <laughs> Here's where black people hate Mike. Boom. <laughs> um
1: how much of the the Hollywood narrative and the Hollywood method are you going to hide behind? Would be my question. If we're talking black people helping black people, black people build, black people do this thing, then stop using the blacklist Hollywood method, right? Right. Sure, it got out there that she's difficult to work with, but between 90 and 2020, you couldn't pick up the phone and figure it out on your own. You couldn't give an opportunity. You can't look beyond that it could possibly be a beef between those two people. Right? Right. Especially a, with black people who suffer from that same type of thing. I'm yeah. sure Oprah got labeled and, and, and had to deal with some stuff. I'm sure, um, uh, what is his name? I just said his blast name. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry has had to deal with some obstacles that were about perception of him that weren't real. So, Step outside of that. Acknowledge that that thing exists, and deal with people on talent, right? And, and I'm not saying it's their fault, right? But right. I think the industry on a whole is culpable
0: to some degree, a minor degree, but, but the, it's it's out of you know yeah. out of sight, out of mind. I, I mean, for some, for sure. I I guess, and and the other thing that I think about it because, and we'll just bleed into another half of another story, but. Why Monique is fighting so hard to clear her name? She was just in, she was just in the, in the news recently talking about Oprah and Tyler Perry again, and public opinion of about it right now is like, oh come on, Monique, move on. And I think and and I and I kind of feel that way too. She keep, continues to talk about her issue with Tyler Perry and and um Lee Daniels and Oprah Winfrey and how she felt. Blacklisted, blackballed, and how they treated her when she did Precious. Now Precious is over. How many? What is it? Is it? Has it been twenty years yet? Not, not quite. Not quite twenty years. But it's been at least fifteen. Damn near. Right. She won. She won an 2009. Oscar. 2009. She won an Oscar for that. So it. Yeah. So <laughs> and she her beef that they wanted her to work for free to go promote to go promote the you know the film across seas. Um, and they weren't paying her for it and she wanted to spend time with her family and she declined or whatever all the all the things that she's been saying about it, and she continues to talk about it, is to clear her name. And I, I, I understand that a little a little more now because if you don't, then what happened to Janet Hubert happened to Monique. So
1: I don't know as much about the Monique thing. Um, so I'm going to be speaking with fragmented experiences and knowledge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't remember the film that they asked her to go and promote but they asked Precious. her to go and promote this film Precious, did, did they say go promote it on your own dime
0: they weren't I, I don't I believe so like okay so the way I understand Hollywood is how and how films are done when they pay you when they pay you it's not just for acting it's for promoting the film as well so right. her complaint was she took a, a reduction in in pay to do that film. And then they came behind and was like, okay, now you need to go promote. It. And she's like, wait a minute, you didn't pay me to do all that. And but she wanted she, she was in the middle of a tour and she was at the time she had the Monique show on BET and she had a lot of things going on. And when she came off of work, she was like, she wanted to spend time with her kid her family or whatever, right? And and the the money they they weren't paying her any extra to go promote the film. If I remember, if I remember it correctly,
1: I would, the question I would have is, was your reduction in pay negotiated and directly related to your lack of desire to promote the film? If the answer to that question is yes, I stand with her a hundred percent. If the answer to, to that question is either no, maybe, or I don't know, then I got some more questions, right? And I got a little bit of damn judgment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's not only about her and what she's getting paid. So it's like a team sport. All of the people that worked on the film in front and behind the camera The companies that put up the money to make the film as an investment, we're all in this together. And if you are a big star on this film, you going to three or four different places, talking on the radio, going to Japan to do international press or whatever, can make the difference between this film being successful and not successful. So... And that can make the difference between somebody being able to feed their children and not feed their children. So often when we think about film and music and that kind of thing, we think about the stars, the producers, the directors, the people who make the most money. But it's a whole lot of other people in there, right? So they get paid to do this job. If this film becomes successful, then that director, producer, they make another film, they hire these people, those folks continue to feed their family. So when you sit down and you look at it and you say, well, me, me, me me, me, me. You're kind of shitting on the family. And that's so I get her pain. I get where she's coming from, but I also get the bigger picture of it all too. And it to me, it comes down to what you negotiated. If you negotiated not to promote the film, then hey, that's on that's on the producer, director, marketing people or whatever. right. But if you didn't make that clear, there is an expectation of you that you work to make this successful.
0: Yeah, you know, and those are things that we just won't know, (laughs) you know what I mean, other than what she's saying um, about what was agreed and what happened and all that good stuff. But I do feel on one hand, like I said, I do feel like she needs she does need to move on. You've you have voiced your your grievances. You've said it out loud. You've you know, I think she's even gone to court about it. Now do something now. Now do your own work now, you know, continue to. You know, what I'm saying to prove them wrong that you're not, you know, show that you're not difficult. But I do, like I can say, right? Because the,
1: the more she harps on it, the more she actually lends credibility to their assertions that she's difficult to work with. Right. Um. And and here's people what have... I think about Monique. Mm-hmm. I I think Monique is hilarious. I think her stand up is funny. I think her voice, just how she says stuff, her intonation is just funny. I think uh, just from things I've seen her in and in interviews I've watched, she does not impress me as difficult. She impresses me as vulnerable mm. and she guards and puffs up and embarks and to guard that vulnerability. Uh, and because I, I can see it a little bit, it, it actually endears me to her a little. Gotcha. What I would love to see her do is take advantage of the age that we live in where you can self-finance, self-produce, mm-hmm. self-release, and say, okay, I am disgruntled with the system. I don't like it. F the system. I'm I'm an award-winning actress. Mm-hmm. I'm a um, multi-million dollar generating comedic machine. I can do it myself. Right. Like Romney Malka.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: I agree. I agree. And I um, think there are a number of people who would get behind a project that she did. I think people would watch it.
0: I agree. I agree. I, 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 and she's even she's also talked about Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg telling her uh, a couple of different things. She's according allegedly according to Monique, um, uh, she advised Monique to leave her husband or to get him get him out of her business, basically. Um, and there was something I, re- I remember hearing Monique say something to this extent of because she's always she's talking about you know. I'm not doing this for me. I'm I'm doing this for the little girl coming behind me, and whoopie going. Don't worry about the little girl behind you. Worry about yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you gotta feed yourself. Um, and Mon- and Monique taking the run with running with that. Yeah, I. Uh, much like I'm tired of hearing about Monique with this, uh, you know, for the same part, I'm tired of talking about it. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Let's move on. (laughs) Uh,
0: What's been going on with you? Man, a little bit
1: of everything and a whole lot of nothing. I read, um, just to put a fucking wet blanket on the the laughter, Uh uh, read that (laughs) Sinbad. Oh yeah, Sinbad had a stroke, man. That uh, he did not pass. His family says it's you know he's recovering and they're optimistic that everything is going to be okay. Um, But it just made me think of my childhood, man, and just like one of the first really really funny clean comics. Um, He talked about it was amazing.
0: He talked about why he chose to do clean comedy, like. Initially, that's you know he he was saying earlier in his career that he was you know he cussed like everybody else or whatever, right? Um, but he wanted was I think his mom to be able to see to watch his act, and so he kept it clean. And is ju- I mean the f- one of the funniest without cursing, without cursing. Um. Yeah. 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 And 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 real down to earth, brother. I I, I met him on. On at least one occasion, um, at, at radio, when he came through one of the stations I used to work for in New York. Cool dude, I mean, genuine and naturally funny. Just you know, what I mean, and not like it's it's not forced. It's, you know, some some cast some comedians um, I, I I've, I've seen and heard about as well. they feel like they're always on on purpose, like they're trying, or I hate to mm-hmm. feel like a, a comedian's trying out new material, and and we're just in. General, we're in general conversation, and you're trying out material. I mean, I'm like, I'm not. What are we doing here? No. <laughs> now, Sinbad was just naturally funny. He just talked, and stuff would come up, and he cracked jokes on it. Really, he's you know that that quick with it. Um, and so, in all that to say, we wish him a speedy recovery. Really, really, really hope he makes it through. You know? Yes, absolutely. This is the Unpopular Opinion Show, T-Storm Mike Swift. We appreciate you listening. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. Wherever you're listening right now, make sure you subscribe. If it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or even on Alexa devices, all you got to do is say, Alexa, please play the Unpopular Opinion Show podcast, and we come right up. Of course, you can find us on UnpopularShow.com. This has been Episode 22, Part 1. Make sure you check out Part 2, where we'll be talking about Lil Wayne and his legal troubles. Have you heard about that? We're going to discuss it as well. as Adrian Barana. This brother ain't figured out. The place you don't want to be is on the bad side of a judge. All that coming up in 22, Part 2. Catch up all the episodes you've missed at unpoppinshow.com. I know this is going to be unpopping, and I don't care.